Welcome to the Av Youth Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to our latest messages and everything Av Youth related. We hope you enjoy today's episode. What is going on, Av Youth? Welcome back to another episode of the Rewind. I almost said still loading because we're having a joke constantly about Av Church's podcast. But this is the Rewind. If you guys have not checked out Charlie's message from last night and actually Wednesday night, it'd be Wednesday night. If you guys haven't checked out Charlie's message from Wednesday night, feel free to go onto our YouTube channel, check it out, or go to our podcast profile. It'll there be there it as is. well. Podcast, Spotify, Apple, check it out. You name it. No, not you name it. That'd be weird. I don't even know like what other people like what people listen to when it comes to podcasts. I only know Spotify and Apple. I feel like there's other platforms though. No, there's a there's like so many different platforms. Like, do we share to anything else other than that? No. Oh. Some people say like Google is like a popular one, but I'm like I've never once heard anyone say, "Hey, did you check that like podcast out on Google Podcasts?" Like, no. It's because we have iPhones. It's because we're saved, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's because we're saved. You know what's funny is I have Spotify. I pay for Spotify Premium, Mm. and yet I still listen to Apple Podcasts and not Spotify Podcasts. Come on. You know, that's weird. It's good. Do you have to pay for Apple Podcasts? No, it's free. It comes with your phone. Really? Yeah. And Apple Music doesn't, huh? Yeah, and Apple Music doesn't. See, I'm like sick and tired of apple products can i can i rant as we just start this you may this i when i saw iphone 12s come out and if you're watching or you're listening right now let me know if you feel the same way when i saw the iphone 12 come out and they say oh we're gonna we don't have a charging port anymore or like they have the feature where you don't have to have a charging port i was like well this is stupid because now all you do is you want my money to be able to make me pay for a wireless charger. And on top of that, they don't have the headphone jack anymore. And then on top of that, if you do have one with a port, it's a completely different charger. It's like, what are we doing here? And it's the same exact phone as an iPhone 5. It just doesn't have a screen button, a home button. It made me want a legit, and I never thought I'd say this, it made me want an Android phone. So what you're hearing is, your guys' youth pastor... (laughs) Is deciding to become atheist <laughs> and not be saved anymore. I legit like you know the new <laughs> the new flip phones they have with the full touch screen. I'm yeah, like, like I wanted one of those. Like, that's cool. Like it brought me back to my childhood having a flip phone again. But I just I just feel like I can't go away from the Apple brand because everything I own is Apple. I mean, I feel like for me, I feel, um, I feel like for me, like when I look at just my laptop. Mm-hmm. And the seamlessness between my laptop and my phone. 100%. I can't go back. And that's my biggest thing where I'm like like hung up on the idea of going away from Apple is just the seamlessness of transferring like files, pictures, videos. AirDrop. Dude, think about it. Like without AirDrop, my life would legit – I'd still be stuck <laughs> in like 2019 with all like the time that I would have wasted trying to figure out how to transfer files without AirDrop. Robert's over here having a problem with his uh, microphone. That's why you might hear that in the background. I swear I'm not farting. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Uh, maybe it was just a cover-up. I don't know. You ever covered up a fart before? Oh, let me just say <laughs> one thing, all right? You guys know I you're rarely so, fart. You're so loud in my ears right now. <laughs> Good. Okay, I rarely fart. Okay, rarely. But when I do... 
the most quiet thing in the world. <laughs> so it's the easiest to like drag my feet and make some <laughs> as it's like <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing in the world dude. i watched a tiktok like a few weeks back it's like i'm sure if you're watching or you're listening you've probably heard that before these tiktoks where it's like oh when you try to cover up a fart in class and like they <laughs> lean over to fart and like they try and like drop a book or something <laughs> like that to like cover it up and it doesn't cover it up like one bit or like he drops it and then fart. dude okay so i'm gonna have a nasty confession right now I but i don't think i want to hear it dude when i was in high school i don't know what it was but i had pe first period right dude that's the worst after you after up. the cereal farts and everyone knows what i'm talking talking about bro if you eat cereal in the morning you best believe you know you get a little gassy and sometimes it can come out as you know burps right (laughs) cereal burps but no 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 no. when you're running you're breathing in so you have no way to burp out it needs to go the other end wait hold on hold on a second your logic right now is blowing my mind when you're running you're breathing in so you don't breathe out yes you breathe out but you can burp when you breathe out Dude, I can't be running a mile and just go <clears throat> and burp. Like, I can barely burp on my own, like, without running. Do you need someone to pat your back? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> hey, Charlie, uh, can you burp me real quick? Because I, I got to burp. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but what I'm saying is that I just I couldn't burp when I was running. Like, it just wasn't possible. Mm. Um, but it made me very gassy. And I remember one time... Uh, we were running in the dirt, and I was just, like, letting them rip, dude. It was like, thr- 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 <laughs> so I was, like, dragging my feet on the dirt, and all you hear is, <laughs> from my, like, feet. Are you feet. a horse? <laughs> no, because my feet are dragging on the dirt. We're in Norco, so it's basically dragging your foot on the horse trail, and it was, like, it was, you just couldn't tell. And all of a sudden, you hear someone say, oh, it stinks over here, and I lost it, dude. I could not help myself but die. Oh, man. I don't know how we already started off the podcast talking about farts. Farts are it's great. youth ministry. <laughs> youth ministry is all. Never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, farts and giggles, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But today, if you guys are tuning in, you guys are either watching us on YouTube or you guys are listening to us on in a podcast platform, Apple or Spotify. Not Google. Not Google because we don't like Google. Um, but just kidding, Google, if you want to sponsor us, go right ahead. This podcast is brought to you by Google Podcasts. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Google Fiber, the best <laughs> internet in a gig. When he said fiber, I thought of like the stuff that makes you go to the bathroom. <laughs> like fiber one bars? <laughs> I had some of those too. Maybe that's what made me gassy. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, today we have a couple questions, and I know it looks a little different because it's just me and Charlie, uh, but we're going to be asking Charlie a little bit of questions about the message that he spoke on Wednesday night. Because partly because I'm very curious. Mm. And because, yeah, Robert wasn't even here. I wasn't there. It's kind of a bummer. I missed you guys. But I did have a lot of fun. I got invited out to speak at Wyatt's church. So it was definitely a lot of fun there. But I did miss you guys. So it's good to be back. Yeah. Good to be back in and talking to Charlie. So um, what is a moment for you, Charlie, in your life where you were caught doing something that you know you shouldn't have been doing? Well, if you were there last night or you went back and watched the video or listened to it on the podcast, you know the story. Um, When I was like in junior high and I I took the money out of my mom's piggy bank to buy myself bags of Skittles on the way to school. Robert wasn't there to hear it, so it's even funnier. That's the way to Um, go, dude. Yeah. Skittles. I I was like, 
I woke up and I was hungry and my mom and dad weren't home. <laughs> and so what I did was I took money from my mom's piggy bank and I went and I got a bag of Skittles. And then I did it for <laughs> weeks on week. <laughs> you know the worst part is, is that the saddest part is that I, that's me minus taking money out of my mom's wallet. <laughs> it's like when I get into the office, the first thing I do is go for the Skittles we have on the desk. Yes. When I get hungry, I'm hungry. I'm going to grab some Skittles. <laughs> got that five-year-old diet. Um... <laughs> But <laughs> I think, though, I mean, I shared that story last night, but I, there's been like moments. There's so many moments where I've like been caught doing something I know I shouldn't have been doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll share a moment where I and I don't know why, but I thought it, I was just going to like get in so much trouble. Um, but it was when I had some friends over. My parents were home. It was summer. I was in junior high. And I shouldn't have had friends over. My parents told me, like, no friends over. If you mm-hmm. do have them over, just give us a call so we know who they are. And then we'll let you know if they can come over. Well, the friends that I had come over, I knew as soon as I told my parents, like, who they were, my mom and dad were like, no. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. That's uh-huh. not going to fly. And so I invited them over anyways. And I remember, and I don't know how, but I locked the door to my bathroom and I couldn't it, with, with nobody in it and I couldn't unlock it. And I just immediately went into like a complete panic mode where I was like, my parents are going to come home and they're going to know I had somebody over because the, <laughs> the bathroom door is locked. <laughs> and I just like remember looking back now and I'm like, dude, how stupid was I? But in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get caught. Like, I'm going to feel this shame and guilt that I lied to my parents. And it's just like, I'm going to get grounded. I think you were already feeling it, dude. I think you were, were feeling that shame before you even got caught. Oh, yeah, bro. 100%. <laughs> dude, what's funny is, like, when you said that, to me, it's like, how the heck did you lock the door? I still do not know to this day. I don't know how I got locked. <laughs> but luckily, my friend, he was like, oh, don't worry, I got it. And somehow he unlocked the door. Yo. We prayed over it. <laughs> Wherever that guy is. <laughs> I think he's in jail now. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I don't know where he is. Actually. He got arrested for Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Andy, if you're a watching, <laughs> say what's up. <laughs> what up, Andy? I'm totally not making fun of you. <laughs> so I think one of the most embarrassing stories for me, um, or shameful stories, I guess you could say, um, was one time where I wasn't allowed to leave the house in elementary school, but when I was in elementary school, my dad said, you can go home on your own. You can uh, use your scooter, and I thought I was so cool. By the way, for all you people that have seen my scooter, it is the same scooter from sixth grade. For real? Yeah, same scooter since sixth grade. Man, you were balling back then. My scooters in sixth grade were razors. That is a razor. That doesn't look like no razor. It was a razor pro, and I wanted to change the wheels. I wanted to change the grip tape. By the way, that poor grip tape job, that was my buddy Jared. Um, I don't know what he was thinking, but he was like, oh, you have you have fresh grip tape. we got to put it on. And I was like, dude, no. Like, I want to let Scooter Zone put it on because I was like. Wait, there's a company called Scooter Zone? There was a place called Scooter Zone off of Buchanan and Riverside. And it was, like, right next to the old, like, dairy. Um, right next to it on Buchanan. And they had an indoor skate park. And they had, like, every single like scooter brand that was popular like district uh decks that you can get or like all kinds of different stuff and they were like they were popping at the time so i was like i'm gonna just let them like take care of this right nope he somehow convinced me to put it on so that's how it got there but um what i did is i rode home i rode i rode home from school and i'm getting bored i'm like sitting there alone i'm like dude this is boring and i knew i had a friend named i forgot his name oh my gosh 
such a great friend yeah (laughs) um but i had a friend we'll call him dave i had a friend named dave next door and he was like two grades like below me he was in fourth grade at the time and he was just like the dude i used to ride my scooter with so i was like all right we'll we'll just go practice some tricks outside and lo and behold next thing i know my dad Mm. pulls up Mm. home early and i'm outdoors skating my dad runs up and he's like what are you doing why are you outside you're outside i said to stay inside and i was like oh, i was just i was just playing with with dave bro like we just wanted to skate and he, he was did like not say bro to your dad i actually to this day i call my dad bro my dad would hit me i don't know why i do that i don't know if it's like a bad thing but i say father <laughs> <laughs> i say bro i don't know what it is it's just part of my lingo and it's bad because like sometimes like sunday I'll say bro to the wrong person, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, you're not a bro. You're a dude. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or sir. Yeah, or sir. That's a good one, too. I never thought about that one. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so he was very upset with me, not too happy with me, and I definitely felt a lot of shame because I didn't tell him anything. So. Maybe it was because you called him bro. <laughs> and now he just accepts it. Yeah, now he's just like, all right, well, my, my son's lost. I can't do anything to bring him back. <laughs> Man, this podcast is going to be one like never before. <laughs> well, last night, or Wednesday night, I should say, Charlie asked the question at the end of point one, um, how many of us are like the religious leaders and Pharisees? Mm. That's good. Man, whoever asked that question is a genius. That's a great Charlie. It must have been Charlie B. <laughs> That's a great um, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, where we set our faith, or where we set ourselves up for failure. What? I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to go with that. <laughs> but so but I'll, I'll explain it. So the question was, um, as we closed out. So if you if you didn't watch or you haven't listened to the message yet, we talked about again, we're in the series to the brim and we talked about being filled to the brim with shame. And uh, we talked about John chapter eight with the story of the adulterous woman that was brought to Jesus and how the religious leaders and the Pharisees, point one was all about the setup and how they set this whole entire moment up for this woman that was caught to be really just brought out in front of the crowd, in front of Jesus. And the religious leaders and Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus into saying something. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it dawned on me, I was like, these religious leaders and the Pharisees, they could care less about how this woman felt. Yeah. And we saw that she was brought out. She probably didn't have very much clothes on. Her mm-hmm. hair was probably messed up. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had makeup, but if she had makeup, her makeup would have been all messed up. Mm-hmm. And it just was not a pretty picture. And she's in front of everybody and just filled with shame. And the religious leaders and Pharisees could care less about how she looked, about mm-hmm. how she felt. All they wanted to do was get their point across. And it was all because of the setup that they had like created. Yeah. And it made me think, like, how many times in our own lives mm-hmm. are we setting ourselves up for failure? Yeah. And we act like these religious leaders and Pharisees where and we're not so much looking to get other people caught up, but we catch ourselves up in just the stupidness, honestly, yeah. in what we do and how we even bring shame into our own lives. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like it's very easy in the aspect of, of just trying to be right. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like a lot of us are very very emotionally driven as young people and we want to be right all the Even time when you get older you're still emotionally driven oh 100 yeah. um but i think that when we focus and we have our focus solely on our emotions um what can happen is that when we are there we say 
this is how I feel, so I'm right. Mm-hmm. And because I feel this way, and you can't change that, I'm still right. And you know what? Maybe you feel differently, but then then you're right in your own way, and that's how I'm going to get across it in my own head. When someone could be telling you something totally, totally real, totally being yeah. truthful with you, and because you don't feel it or it doesn't feel good, you're like, eh, no, this is how it is. So I think what the the instance that we can perfectly picture of us being a religious leader in that in that instance is like are we willing to listen and hear people out when they do us wrong Mm. when they when they hurt us the most when they when they come to you and say hey you know i did this how do we react or even when we find out and they haven't even told us how do we react are we willing to hear them out or are we so quick to just be like you know what this is this this is this and i have all this on you so i'm going to pour it out right now and just say boom this is how it is. I always knew that you were you were just a savage. I always knew you that like, you were just against me. Um, instead of just hearing them out and being willing to understand how they were feeling in the moment, yeah, how they were willing to feel, even in that very moment you guys were talking. Now that they're caught, and now that they're in that moment where they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like now I know how my friend feels. Now I feel even bad. Yeah, I feel worse. So that's like one thing I always think to myself too. It's like, what if the roles were reversed? Yeah. And, like, I was the one to say, like, I did something wrong. Like, how would I want to be treated? Yeah. And I think if, if especially just as, as the, the younger generation and just being youth and in high school and junior high, like, if we just thought like that, how different our lives could be. Yeah. Because, again, just like you said, you said it perfect. All the times we're just driven by emotion. It doesn't matter if you're in junior high, high school, or you're in college. Like, yeah. we are just driven by emotion. Mm-hmm. And like, if we just flip the emotions and we said, what would, how would that make me feel? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that old age, um, quote. I don't even think it's, I don't, I want I was like, maybe it's in Proverbs, but it's not at all, but it's like treat people the way you'd want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think if we just thought like that, that whole entire role could be like just changed mm-hmm. because like the crazy part into that story of John chapter eight is like the religious leaders and Pharisees, they could have waited until jesus was done yeah and the thing i think of too is like imagine like you're speaking robert you've spoke before mm-hmm. obviously i've spoke before it's like you're in the middle of a message just like you're getting it you're doing great and then boom out of nowhere just some girl gets thrown on the floor and you're just like what has happened dude right just now? imagine being in that place even for anyone who's like listening right just try to be in the the eyes of the crowd and seeing Somebody get thrown out in modern day terms. We could put it this way. <clears throat> Someone gets called out. There's a there's a big argument that breaks out in the middle of a of a message of a sermon or whatever it may yeah. be. And, you, and you're listening. And all of a sudden this dude <clears throat> calls out and it's an argument starts. And, his, and he's say, saying to everybody, look, my girlfriend cheated on me. You know, she she was hanging out with this dude and she was texting him and sending him Snapchats and had a streak. And everyone's just silent looking at this. And this girl is just crying and no one's listening to her. Mm-hmm. What's our immediate reaction? Yeah, I feel like everyone's going to react in this way. The first instinct is going to be, I want to believe this guy because he has so much information to give <laughs> first. Yeah, but we aren't listening to her, and because we can't hear her, she's overwhelmed with emotion, and we just don't, we don't, we don't pay it any mind. Yep. And we automatically make the assumption that well, this person because they're the loudest, they must be right. Mm-hmm. But what if this person's crying because this guy's done this? several different times in several different places just because he wants the control. Mm. And I feel like that's many times where as a bystander, 
the most important thing as a Christian is to make sure we stand on the word of God and we stand on the side of grace and we stand on the side of compassion. We stand on the side of love and we stand on the side of hearing both sides mm-hmm. and not just hearing one, but hearing both sides and coming to an agreement in our, in, in our relationship with God and come before God in prayer and say, God, what would you do? Yeah. How can I extend grace in this situation? How can, how can I be the person that shows your love the best? Mm-hmm. How can I do that? Yeah, and that's like the exact same thing in the story where Jesus is brought to. It's like with the religious leaders and Pharisees, they, they said this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And it's like now Jesus is faced with that thing. It's like, well, now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it, luckily Jesus is Jesus and wasn't driven off of his own emotions. Yeah. Um, and like you said, though, there's always two sides to the story. Yeah. Always two sides to the story. And I think the the earlier we can realize that, the better off we are. Because there's been so many times in my youth, uh, I'm 26 now, so I don't think I'm young anymore. Um, Get out of the way, old man. Yeah, especially when last night we were at, or on Wednesday night, we were in and out until 11. And I was like, I'm tired. I want to go home. Um, but I forgot where I was at. There I was. Like, I've, I, I hurt myself <coughs> so much and I burned bridges because I didn't wait to listen to both sides mm-hmm. of the story. And I got myself in trouble because of that. And I think the faster we realize, hey, like there is two sides of the story. Just yeah. because this one person is saying all these different things does not make them true. Yeah. Even e- and and I want to go this far and say, even no matter how much you trust that person, yeah, there's still two sides to the story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And just like Jesus, Jesus got himself not Jesus, but the religious religious leaders got Jesus in that pickle where it's like, so now what do we do? Mm-hmm. Because if Jesus would go and say, hey, you know what? yeah, we need to stone this woman because of what she has done, then people would say to Jesus, well, you have no compassion on those p- different types of people. Yeah. And then if Jesus said, no, let her go, he would be breaking the, the law of Moses saying, okay, no, we don't need to stone her. Yeah. And which I just love this story because the story is just a great, a great story. Yeah. I think another th- good thing too about it is like we get to see, <clears throat> sorry, we get to see that it's very clear that he doesn't just say, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has the authority to forgive. Not to say it's fine, but Jesus himself was going to be the sacrifice yeah. for the forgiveness of all sin. So he had the authority out of anybody there to be the only one to forgive her. Yeah, And that's why he was the one that was rightfully so saying, we're not going to stone her. But he didn't stop there. He did say, Go and sin no more. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when we think about that, that's correction. Mm-hmm. And he didn't just say, okay, well, that's it. You know, you're good. Uh, have fun and uh, tell the dude that you're living with now. Um, <laughs> like tell the dude you're going ha- you were hanging out with. Like tell him I said hi. Like, yeah. no, he doesn't say that. He says, go and sin no more. Like, yeah. like stop. And th- that's what I love about the story so much. And uh, I kind of harped on it um, last night where – I've shared this story multiple times, probably like four or five times in the past five years. And I always focus, and I think a lot of preachers and a lot of people that speak focus so much on the grace of this story. It's like, man, like this is crazy. Like this woman, like when you really look at it, this woman legit got her life saved due to Jesus. And now if you're listening and you did not watch the message, the way back in the day that they would stone people was they would like bury a hole or they dig a hole. They'd put half your body in that hole cover the rest up so you're up from like the waist up and they would throw rocks at you they'd throw stones at you until you died and it's like that is brutal and to think that this woman is just a few moments away from that 
it is wild. And now we see Jesus come into and come into the rescue, kind of like a superhero. I yeah. always like to think like that. But like a superhero comes in and saves this woman's life, just like he saves every single one of our lives um, from eternal hell. But there is that side of correction. Because, again, like what Robert said, is if we just sat there and said, oh, Jesus' grace was so awesome, then we would say, you know what, like Jesus doesn't care so much about the sin. You know, yeah. and he doesn't care so much that there was that mistake. And even though Jesus forgave, he also brought the correction into it. Yeah. And I and I said this on Wednesday night. It was um, trying to remember the quote. I can't remember the quote. Where is the quote at? I think it's right there. Um, oh, my gosh. I think it's the law and grace. Yeah. Law and grace don't compete with each other, but instead they complement each other. Mm. And I think having one or the other, they don't work just by themselves. Like yeah. they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And I shared this, the, the thought of like, there's been so many times in my own personal life where I've gone through the, the motions or the cycle of like messing up, giving, getting, receiving grace from Jesus, mm-hmm. messing up, receiving grace, messing up, receiving grace. And there was no correction in my life because I wasn't in a sense wanting the correction. Mm-hmm. I wanted the grace yeah. and which isn't the way we should live as Christians, because obviously we're called to live just like Jesus. We're called to mimic Jesus in the way we are and the who we are. And he's given us the word of God as a blueprint of how we should live our lives. Yeah. And that as Christians is what we have our foundation off of. And the Bible doesn't just talk about grace. Yeah. The <coughs> Bible again talks about correction and how we should live our lives. And I feel like we can, we can save ourselves so much headache if we actually took hold of correction and we actually took hold of what Jesus is trying to show us rather than just his grace. Yeah. I think one thing that's great. <clears throat> oh my gosh. <clears throat> you good? I'm great. <laughs> um, uh, I think one thing that's great about that too is like when we also look at that and say, oh gosh, like we can look at God's grace and we can say, this is amazing. Mm hmm. And we can look at God's correction and be like, oh, this isn't so amazing. <laughs> but it's necessary. Like, yeah. you know, like the story goes that she was about to lose her life. And when we're headed for destruction, we are going to lose yeah. our life. Like Jesus says, like, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses himself? Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole point. And when we, we don't have an eternal like spectrum or like an internal like kind of mindset for this uh as as humans in the the 21st century but what i'm what i'm trying to explain is like eternity is so real yeah and we have to think that we are about to die like we have to look at these decisions that we make and say this could be the last decision that i make Mm. What kind of decision do we want to choose? You know what I mean? And that's why she was so moved because the decision she made was about to lead her to death. But instead, she was rescued from it. Mm -hmm. Go and sin no more. That is the greatest news someone can ever have because that now now means, wow, I don't have to worry about my past, what just happened. I'm free and I have the freedom to continue off in the future. Like I, I have the ability to say no later on, not yeah. the ability to keep doing it, but I have the ability now to look at that and be like, I don't want to do that again because I saw where it led me. Mm-hmm. But we do the complete opposite because in, in America, American Christianity, we're very comfortable. Yeah. In the 21st century, we're very comfortable. And that's where we can just forget the eternal mindset. And I think it always just can throw us off. Yeah. 
No, I, I think 100%. I think one thing that made when you were talking made me think of this is there was a, a preacher named Francis Chan, and he had this illustration, and one day I'll bring it out for Ad Youth whenever that day comes, um, where he brought this, and I'm going to try and elaborate as best as I can because obviously you can't see unless you're watching on YouTube, but th- he, he brought out, say, like this 100-foot rope. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this before? Yeah. Yeah. He brought out this 100-foot rope, and he taped like some red tape maybe two inches at the beginning of it. And he said, this right here, these, these two inches of red tape on this rope represents our life here on earth. Yeah. And all the decisions that we make, all the things that we do, and how we live so much for this little two inches of the 100-foot rope that we make and base all our decisions off of because we are living in that right now. But he's also said those decisions that we make in that two inches of rope that's taped off with red tape will determine where we end up and then he grabs the rest of the rope for the rest of eternity and he asked and he, he made it saying like this life that we live here on earth is it is so quick it comes and goes compared to the time and the place that we're going to be when it comes to eternity so it goes back to how wh- what are the decisions that we're making here on earth that's going to dictate where we go for eternity because there's only two places we can go that's heaven or hell and so when all we want to do is just focus so much on the grace that Jesus gives, the grace that Jesus gives, and we, we, we continue to fall back in and out, in and out, in and out of our relationship with Jesus, it's like if we truly want to know where we're going to go for the rest of eternity, we need to make sure we're also bringing in the correction that Jesus brings into every single one of our lives and what his word has to say. Yeah, and the correction is just as valuable as the grace. Mm-hmm. That's why Charlie said that it, they complement each other because together – it's the best combo. It's like you go to In-N-Out and you get like the double-double mm, animal style. Do you get just regular fries? No, no, no. You get animal fries. Why? Yeah. Because they complement each other, right? That's the whole point. Like I just love that because it's like, dude, without one, you look at it and it's like, oh, this is cool. But then together it's like this is life-changing. Well, unless you don't like spread like me. I hate spread. Unless you're whack like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, just cheese fries. Mm, come on. Would you have a cheese fry without a cheeseburger? Maybe. I'm just derailing your point right now. This fool's <laughs> whack. Don't listen to this guy. Anyways, but yeah, no, it's it's so true. And, you know, when we look at it, it's like, how are we bringing that correction in our lives? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Yeah. We have to listen to how God instructs us through the Bible. Yeah. We have to. We, ha- we can't do it any other way. Yeah. And I think that's the hugest part. Um, like you just said right now, it's like, how do we bring correction upon our lives? Well, one is obviously it's Jesus, but two, it's reading our Bible. And I know if you're listening, you're like, Charlie, I've heard you say that like a hundred times, read my Bible. Like I get that, but it's so important to do that. But I'm going to take it a step further. It's important to read your Bible, but it's also important to imply what you read from your word yeah. from the Bible, mm-hmm. because we can read it. And we can say, oh, that was great. That was a cool story of Jonathan or uh, of David and Goliath. Like, mm. ooh, that's awesome. I can share that as a point later on in life. But if we don't apply what we learn from what the word has to say, then it's just a waste of time. Yeah. And that's where the correction comes in. The correction Jesus gave us, it's in the word of God, but we need to apply it. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. And obviously, when it comes to applying correction and it comes to applying the way we should live, it's going to be hard. Yeah. There might be certain addictions that we're dealing with. There might be certain um, patterns that we've we've dealt with our whole entire lives. Maybe even some of the ways that our parents have raised us that don't align with what Scripture has to say, which is a whole other podcast for a whole other time. But 
we need to follow through with these things of what the word of God says at the same time with God on your side. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing that we talked about last night or on Wednesday night where the whole entire time this woman was filled with shame. Even though he brought correction, he was right next to her the whole entire time. And so when correct, when we start applying correction into our life, understand this, God is next to you the whole entire time. Yeah. He's giving you the love. He's again, giving you grace, but he's also giving you the power to go through these type of things. Yeah. And I think one thing too, is like when we, when we look at the correction, we have to remember that it's not always going to feel good mm-hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> Cause it's, it's going to, the, the more uncomfortable we are, the better off we're going to be mm-hmm. like, cause that's going to, that's going to become our new normal. Like it's, it's going to be uncomfortable to do something new. It's going to be uncomfortable to, to change the way you've done things or change the way you think. But when you start to realize like, Oh wow. Like I applied this in this way and it truly changed. Like instead of hating somebody and wasting all that energy on somebody and not forgiving them, it's like, instead I showed love to them and, I kind of just let it go and I didn't have to worry about it. Like that's a weight lifted off your shoulder. You know what I mean? Like that feels great. And it's like, Oh, that's what it feels like. Nice. Like I can keep applying this into my life. And it's like, we get to see now that's perfect evidence of what listening to Christ looks like is that it's freeing. It feels great. You know what I mean? And there's moments where just because we're in a bad season doesn't mean we're not listening to God, but it just means that something's uncomfortable. Something's we're having a hard season and, and it doesn't mean we should stop. It means we continue to pursue the uncomfortableness of following God's word because it's not always going to be easy or comfortable. Yeah, no, I think of Joseph when I when you when you said that right now, and and Joseph of being in a season of where everything just seemed like everything couldn't go right. Yeah, like it, it, if you don't know the story of Joseph, Joseph he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He I don't know every single ep- like step, but he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was bought out of slavery. He was put into. Um, uh, he was working for Pharaoh in Egypt, and then he was the accused for something he did wrong. Then they got thrown into jail. In jail, he interpreted dreams. From there, he thought he was going to get his way out of jail, but then they forgot about him in jail. And then he ends up rising his way out of, of jail because of the interpreting of dreams that he had. And now he became like second in command of Egypt. And I, I think to myself when like as he was going through those moments of where everything didn't seem like it was going right or everything seemed like it was just horrible. Like he could have given up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of times in the, again, going back to like American Christianity and just the way we live now, I think a lot of times when the going gets tough, we get going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we just kind of give up and we lose sight of what could have been. Yeah. And I just think to myself, man, if Joseph would have just like given up, like, what could have been yeah and the best part is about joseph is that he was not having a good time even when he was in second in command with pharaoh Mm. he says that he's in the land of his affliction like and he gives his sons hebrew names and he is now given him like they have given him an egyptian name Mm -hmm. he's in the land of, of of his affliction that's not a comfortable thing, but he knew that there was a greater purpose. Then he meets his brothers again, who the same ones who sold him into slavery. And he says, God sent me here to rescue you. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a bigger picture. And that's the crazy part. And that's and, understanding. it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, 
that that even in itself was the whole ride was uncomfortable the whole ride he could not stand it mm-hmm. and at the very end he realizes this is what it was like this is what i was created for mm-hmm. and the whole picture is god is dis- is is illustrating and and showing us and demonstrating the exact same love that christ is going to give us mm-hmm. he's going to be in the land of his affliction the entire time and he's going to be he's going to be risen up to this 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 throne of of being second in command right being being with god on the right right side of the throne with god and he's going to have to come down to earth be in the land of his affliction just so he can save us yeah you know what i mean and we 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 wanted nothing to do with god and we rejected god and he still died for us and that's the the great story about it is like even christ wasn't comfortable yeah so it's okay if we're uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's so important to do life together with family mm-hmm. and we do life together with friends and do life together with your leaders and get plugged in because without that, we now get separated mm-hmm. and we don't we don't remember the bigger picture. And that's the co- that's the cool part too is you just said right now it's like why we do life with leaders, why we do life with friends that are like-minded is because and, and when it comes to that and it comes to the, when we need to start bringing correction in our life it becomes a lot easier to do it when you have people like that around you 100 percent. yeah and, and doing it alone again it's the super cliche thing to say but life was never meant to be done alone i'm a lone wolf <laughs> you can't tell me what to do <laughs> i'm batman that's what you <laughs> sounded like i was going with that i was like wow you sound like batman but it, it's so true that when those moments come up when there is correction in your life and obviously you're being filled with grace that Jesus is pouring out upon your life, but also is calling you for the correction. Like understand this, doing it with other people and letting other people being vulnerable saying, Hey, like I need this, like have this change in my life. Like it's good to do that with your leaders. It's good to do that with people that you trust. And if I can be completely honest with you guys, I wouldn't, when it comes to that correction, and you can disagree with me or you can agree with me when it comes to that correction, especially if you're in junior high or high school, I would take that correction to someone that is older than you. Yeah. And the reason why is because those that are older than you have gone through life longer than you have and have more wisdom than you have. Like when there's correction that needs to happen in my life, I typically don't go to Aubrey, even though I tell her what's going on. I typically won't go to Robert. I typically won't go to anybody else that's on staff that's my age. What I do is I will take that to maybe Charlie McCarr because he's older than me and wiser than me. Take that to Pastor Jim or my senior pastor. Why? Because he's older and 10 times more wiser than me. And it's just something that you, you, you should do as you invite this correction into your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that that's probably the the greatest blessing is that we were designed to do life with relationship with others and with God. And it's like, so we shouldn't be afraid to yeah. do life with, with others. You know what I mean? Being able to talk to them about what's going on and mm-hmm. how, how that looks. You know what I mean? Or any situation that may be going on. And it's always, it's always good that just because we seek the correction and people tell us what to do, it's always good to actually listen to it. Yes. There's, there's countless times where I've had uh, moments where even I talked to PJ about something one time and like he told me, he's like, you need to apologize. I think it was about like, I, I think I've gotten in a fight with my dad or something like that. He's like, you need to apologize to your dad. And I was like, Ugh. like I didn't want to hear that. You know what I mean? But it's like at the same time, like I sat, I sat there and asked myself, why would PJ lie to me? Mm-hmm. Like, why would he set me up to fail? He wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that goes with every single one of you guys. If we ever show you or say something in correction, 
we would never do that just to set you up for failure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because it's not comfortable doesn't mean it's not going to work. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't mean it's not right. I and mean, it's not in the best, uh, not in the, what is it, best favor of you? Yeah. So. Well, sweet, man. Awesome. Well. This was fun. I like doing this just one-on-one. This was pretty fun. We should do it more often. I'm down. About it. You guys heard it here first. The new show. The Robert and Charlie show. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a. It's a one view. It's <laughs> my mom. It's me. <laughs> and I'm the one who edited and put it together <laughs> and uploaded it. <laughs> I just got to press refresh oh every five gosh. minutes. Just to get as many views as we possibly I'm gonna can. Get, I'm going to get thousands of views on there. Then we're going to start making some money. Mm, come on. Get come some sponsor some from Google Podcasts. <laughs> Google Podcasts brought you this podcast. But <laughs> other than that, guys, before Google actually finds us out, uh google's the devil uh if we actually <laughs> what <laughs> i'm just kidding uh youtube's actually owned by google so we love you google um uh, <laughs> but if you guys have any other questions you guys want to talk about more questions about the podcast you guys want to be on the podcast feel free to let us know dm at av youth on instagram or sorry at av dot youth there you go and you will go ahead and get in contact with us. But other than that, guys, thanks for being on this episode of The Rewind. We hope you guys enjoyed, and we will see you guys next time. Later. Beep.